Welcome to Innovation Hub. I'm Kara Miller. There's a saying, elections have consequences. And that was certainly true for Andrew Birch. You could argue that the first day of the Trump era, November 8, 2016, was the beginning of the end for Birch's business. On that day, he was running one of the biggest solar panel installation companies in America, Sungevity. Then the election results started to roll in, and concern about green energy companies began to grow. The financing deal that was in the works for his company died. But Birch had noticed problems in the U.S. solar panel market long before Trump's victory. Problems that reveal why you probably do not have solar panels on your roof, and why, if you do, you are a rarity in America. When Birch came here after working on solar panel installations in Australia, he was thrilled to be working in the land of the free market, a place where you could sell solar panels like hotcakes. But, it turns out, only if you like your hotcakes drenched with regulation and sold at prices that are jaw-dropping. Just to give you the real hard numbers straight up front, a, a customer in the United States today for a typical system size, which is about 17 panels, which would power your average home, okay. would pay about $16,000 okay. uh, for okay. that system. Okay. For the exact same technology in Australia, where we came from before the United States, uh, today, the same technology the customers in Australia will pay about six and a half, seven thousand dollars $7,000 for. And the difference is regulation, red tape, bureaucracy. Okay. So... In Australia, you're paying $6,000 to power your suburban home with solar panels. Here, you're paying for the exact same thing, but it's costing you like $16,000. Correct. You're talking about almost tripling the price. How is that possible? It's primarily two things. Uh, Firstly, it's the permitting process. And secondly, it's electrical code. So to quickly pass those two, permitting is the process by which we, when we sell a residential solar system, we get approval from the local city council, in effect, to install it. Okay. What that means is we have, turns out to be about a three-month process on average where we have to visit the home, get on the roof, do very detailed measurements, create electrical-grade drawings, which should typically be done for power stations and very large power plants for very small residential systems, complete paperwork that then is submitted off, usually physically to the permitting office, to then get a turnaround of you know anywhere from three weeks to a couple of months, or often in the northeast of the country, it can take as much as six months to get an approval, often with change orders, so that you'll say, you know, you can't put the panel there, or you have a problem with the wiring there, so you have to go back to the house, change it again, go back and submit. Boiling all that down, what it means is three months of process and a whole bunch more cost. In Australia, you sell the system and you install it, and they cost $10,000 less. It's just that simple. And and that's true in a bunch of European countries, too, that it's pretty simple, right? Yeah. I mean, I use Australia as the example, just, you know, you focus on one country to make the math simpler. But across right. the world, solar is still half the cost. It's a, actually a third of the cost in Asia, because in addition to the lack of red tape, you also have lower labor costs. Okay. But the bottom line is in Germany, UK, Netherlands, all the European countries, there's a single form, usually online. You complete it and you can install it. Does that mean that solar panels in Germany and Australia and stuff are, like, less safe? They're installed less well because they just don't have, like, all these really important regulations that we do? 
No, so the evidence is that there is no improved safety or improved efficiency or improved quality. So there are millions, literally millions of solar installations across Europe and Australia. Australia, in fact, has 20% of its roofs now have a solar PV system on the roof supplying energy to the home. It's one of the highest penetration rates in the world. And there is no change in the quality or safety relative to the United States. So the, the permitting and code requirements here have not added any additional layer of safety or quality. So why do we have the complicated system that we do that it sounds like kind of discourages people from getting solar panels and, you know, obviously is a bit of a hit to the to solar energy in the U.S.? My opinion is that it is a lack of a coordinated approach by the various agencies involved and the industry to sort of sit down and say, what do we want as an industry? Uh, How can we make this the most efficient, given the shift towards distributed energy from what has been centralized generation, which did require you know, electrical gate drawings and a lot of permitting and oversight for safety reasons because you're, you know, thousands of megawatts of scale. How do we create a simplified code and permitting process like the overseas countries have done to make it efficient and affordable for homeowners to go solar? And that just hasn't happened. It's really a legacy of, you know, decades of incremental growth where we've allowed, you know, what are tens of thousands of independent jurisdictions to state what the permitting policy should be. Um, that's ended up where we are today. Now, I'm surprised that California, which has been really in the forefront of creating environmental policy for decades, California as a state has not sat down and said, look, we're a sunny state. This is a great place for solar panels. Let's get them up on roofs. Let's move away from fossil fuels, which I know California is eager to do. So I think that desire exists. I think the population, the democratic process here wants clean energy. Every study, every bit of evidence we have suggests that, yes, people want more clean energy. They want access to solar. I think there's a lack of knowledge on this. This is, you know, an unknown fact, even amongst policymakers and government, that solar costs less than half as much as it does in California overseas. You know, in my experience, formerly running the third largest residential solar company in the U.S., based here in California, you know, we ourselves were trying to solve everyday problems. And in fact, there was a push with permitting to try and standardize things. But it's only when you sit back and you travel for a year and you speak to the companies overseas and you you actually study those markets that you realize how just profound that difference is in cost, you know, $10,000 more for your average customer. Mm -hmm. Can you uh, lay out some of the countries? I think you said Australia has about 20%, is that right? About 20% of homes have solar panels? That's correct, yeah. How about um, the percentage of homes in the U.S. that have solar panels? So we're still in the U.S. at about 1% penetration, so very low. Um, Even with that, we are employing as an industry 300,000 people. So it has been successful. It's grown very rapidly. But what you've seen more recently is the growth has slowed. And in fact, in 2017, turned negative for the first time in many years. So we're coming up against a number of factors that are slowing down growth in the States. Mm. Uh, Obviously, regulation and cost is the biggest, the the fundamental driver. You're listening to Innovation Hub. I'm Kara Miller. I'm talking with Andrew Burge, former CEO of Sungevity, a solar panel installation company. In January, President Trump put 30 percent tariffs on solar panels coming in from other countries. 
Will that help spur more manufacturing of solar panels in the U.S.? Uh, Absolutely not. I think if you speak to anyone in the industry, they would say that's not the case. Mm -hmm. Uh, Firstly, if the goal is protecting the economy and creating jobs, then what's unfortunate here is that this policy will have a negative effect because all the jobs in solar are in fact in the sale and installation process. Okay. The actual manufacturing, as with many products these days, is done by robots. Um, mm. And there is no manufacturing industry really in the States because there are pockets that have, that have scaled very rapidly in Asia primarily where scale has been achieved. So it's just not possible for, for anyone to compete against that right now. Okay. So no jobs and no chance of any more manufacturing. Hmm. Um, so the Solar Energy Industries Association said that those tariffs, those 30% tariffs, would eliminate more than 20,000 jobs in the U.S., as you said, mostly in like people selling solar panels to other people, people getting up and installing them. Do you think that that's going to happen, that more than 20,000 jobs will disappear because solar panels will get more expensive and more people will say, I I can't afford that? Yes. I mean, if you add to the cost of solar, less people will buy it. And that's just the simple reality for any product in the retail market and already U.S. customers are paying two and a half times what uh, overseas customers are paying for these panels. This will add another probably 10% roughly to that cost. So, you know, American consumers are getting shortchanged by effectively policy mechanisms. You know, the, the good news in solar globally is that the cost of the actual technology has continued to decline very, very rapidly. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when I was born 40 years ago, a solar panel cost $75 per watt. Okay. Uh, when we started our company 10 years ago, it was $4 a watt. Wow. And today it's less than 40 cents a watt. So the evidence is that solar has fallen very rapidly. It continues to fall in cost. The world is shifting to solar energy. You know, India, China, Australia, Europe are accelerating their aggressive rollout of solar across their economy, shifting to clean energy. And this is now the only country that I'm aware of in the world that's seeing a decline in residential solar right now. Mm. And it's all down to policy. It's not about the technology. Is there anything that we lose besides renewable energy by not having much of a solar industry in the U.S. and by, you know, other countries in Australia, uh, European countries, Asian countries adopting solar in big ways and just sort of getting on that train and going forward without us. Is there anything that we lose just besides, you know, like I said, solar energy? So to answer that, I'm going to put myself in the shoes of, let's call it a Republican politician who has no interest or belief in climate science and to take environment totally off the table. Okay. Now, if you believe in this technology curve, which the evidence is very clear as we've seen panel costs fall every year for the last 30 years to the point where solar is now the lowest cost energy solution for hundreds of millions of consumers across the world. It's cheaper than the existing grid price. Okay. With the lack of regulation, that's the fact today in Australia and Europe and in Asia. So there's a giant shift happening to solar energy in those countries. Now, what that means is as the penetration rate increases of the low-cost solution, the cost of energy will decline for the whole country. Okay. So if the United States does not fix this regulatory problem where it continues to have twice the cost of solar energy, by result, it will end up having the highest cost energy in the world. It will be an uncompetitive economy over the coming decade or two as this transition happens everywhere else in the world. Hmm. That's the fundamental economic impact. 
But what you're saying is like other in, uh, countries will have, it sounds like almost a lower cost of living and doing business overall because their energy needs are getting upgraded while ours aren't. Yeah, exactly. Because they've made it easy and simple without the regulation to go solar, the systems cost less than half as much. So consumers are adopting it without subsidy. Here in the States, it's required. There's still a 30% tax credit that makes it more affordable, even though it's fundamentally more expensive because of the regulation. Mm. So you've got this kind of double hit where actually if you got rid of the regulation, you could also ultimately get away without the tax credit. And that's when the free market takes over and consumers can shift to solar energy as they're doing everywhere else in the world. Andrew Birch is the former CEO of Sungevity, a solar panel installation company. Andrew, thank you so much. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. more about how Andrew Birch would like to see the solar industry change in America and what he's seen abroad on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash innovation hub radio. And by the way, though the American piece of Birch's company is no more, he says the European part has grown quite a bit and it's been bought by a European utility company. Oh. 